In this episode, we're going to visit the Friedhart's inbox and answer three tough questions that affirming people really wrestle with. We are gaslighted with these, manipulated, but you know what? They're false at their very core, and they do have answers that bring us peace and clarity. So let's get into this. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? Hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We're so excited you're here. We're always so excited you're here. Oh my gosh, we are so excited you're here. Yay. Hey, that's your <laughs> voice before I actually say your name. We don't get that usually. It's my true. Name, this is Robert Cottrell. I'm here as always with... Susan Cottrell. And we are so, again, so glad you're here. As always, subscribe, share, and support if you can, and connect with us. If we're going to visit the Freed Hearts inbox today, and if you have questions, please email us. You can reach us at podcast at freedhearts.org. And we're going to address some questions here. Um, but I want to, that said, I want to say that you do uh, a very select amount of personal counseling with yes. individuals that often deal with stuff like this. Yep. It's really select and it's very limited. If you're interested in that as an individual, as a couple, whatever, just email us at hello at freedhearts.org or on the website, freedhearts.org. You can see a little thing about reach out to Susan for counseling. So I want to put that out there again today. We visit the Freedhearts inbox. You've got mail. Hey, <laughs> that's a shout out to all my AOL friends out there. I was talking to someone the, the other 80s. day. I got it. Wow. Yes. I still have an AOL email address. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. I'm quietly. laughing with you, honey. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you. <laughs> I don't believe that. But we are going to visit the Freed Hearts inbox. And again, don't forget to email us if you have questions or suggestions. And we're going to answer three kind of big, tough questions today. They're tough because people wrestle with them because they're... <laughs> These questions, these statements are used in a gaslighting, manipulative way by the non-affirming church and by family and friends who are non-affirming. We hear them a lot from people, but one listener asked all three, <laughs> so yes. we just wanted to share her email. And first of all, uh, oh, I, I'm sorry. Yes, um, I, I'll tell you what. I, I'll read the email. Okay. And and then you can respond. Yeah. Yep. 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 Perfect. Is that good? That's great. You sure. That's good. I love your voice. I don't want to delay people from hearing. We're perfect here. This is great. <laughs> You're perfect. Okay. So this, this listener says, first of all, I want to express my sincere appreciation for the tremendous effort you put into your podcast. It has really helped me out of the dark several times. I've listened to most, but not all of your podcasts. So perhaps these topics are covered already, but in case they aren't, I'd be quite interested in your input. These particular issues are prevalent in some members of my family, and it's very difficult to deal with this. Thanks ever so much for listening. And then she asks three great questions and we'll deal with those one at a time. Yeah. Yep. The first thing she says, she asks is how did the practice of conversion therapy evolve? Back up just a minute. We do have an entire episode that's dedicated to conversion therapy. The big lie, which that it's ever worked and the dirty little secret, which means that the bands don't cover church programs. They don't want you to know that. I'm sure you'll get into that, but her, her question is, so go back and listen to that, that entire episode if you want some more details on this. But she asks, how did the practice of conversion therapy evolve, and is there a difference between it and what is often referred to as, quote, religious counseling, i.e. going to your church's minister or pastor for spiritual counseling? 
who actually don't have adequate professional training. So you yeah. have an answer? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Because that, that's really a great and scary question. It is. Well, conversion therapy or ex-gay therapy actually emerged from the name it and claim it movement. Wow. Yeah. You know, remember that whole, you pray and God is obligated to do it because you're throwing God's promises back in God's face. You know that? And so because you're quoting scripture, you've got God dead to rights. Yeah, God is now obligated to you. I mean, that's that's taught. Whacked, yeah. It, it's whacked. And it's a basic that's the basic idea behind name it and claim it. And during this time, some men, gay men, said, What if we use name it and claim it to make people straight? Mm. Or words to that effect. So they did. So they tried and they tried and they grew and they got money and nobody became straight. 37 years this went on and nobody got straight. And this is through Exodus International. Mm. And Alan Chambers, who was the last president of Exodus and closed it down in 2013, apologized for the damage because, you know, he said nobody got straight. But it was too late. The damage was done. This, this was the longest, most concentrated experiment to change human, you know, sexuality or gender identity. And it was an abject failure, a failure that hurt. We can't even count the people. Yeah, we were talking about that, that the other hurt. day yeah. about counting the people. And, and, and you can't because it's so, the ripple effect of the damage is, is yeah. incredible. I mean, you've got the LGBTQ people who, who with all their hearts poured themselves into this for decades because they thought that was the path of faith and it didn't work. You know, you couldn't possibly find more willing guinea pigs for this experiment because they really wanted to be faithful and they didn't ask to be gay. Yeah, they were told that they were broken. They were told that they were ill and that they, that God could could fix them if they were just faithful enough. And yeah, sure. They, at that time they were like, yeah, I I mean, they, they wanted it to work. Yeah. But they were sold a pack of lies because it never did work. And, you know, this doesn't include yeah, the damage. That's right. The damage to straight spouses they married, all the children that came from those marriages, the the families impacted by the suicides that resulted. Oh, you know, it, it, the damage is incalculable. By the way, Alan Chambers talked to us at an event and he said, I know all those guys that, you know, have are now straight. <laughs> They're not straight. Well, that's the thing. They just went back in the closet. Yeah, and that's, again, we got into that in, in great detail in our episode about conversion therapy a few back. And the big lie is that it works. It doesn't work. Even the, quote, success stories, they all they all say that they still struggle with same-sex attraction. Well, they're, you're, cause you're in still, other words, they're still gay. gay. Right. That's right. So, right. they yes, they may have chosen to, under pressure and guilt and spiritual guilt, and false teachings. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna live a straight lifestyle, and I'm I'm gonna just push down those right. those feelings. I know I'll get married. That'll work. I know we'll have children. That'll work. Right. Oh my gosh! But it it doesn't work. It, it doesn't never work. has, and it won't because that's not how things work. It's not how sexuality works. That's, that's right. right. That's right. And there's a great movie called Pray Away mm. on Netflix that will really show you the seedy underbelly of this whole machine the highly profitable machine. Right. Uh, of those people who are making those kind of claims. Right. That's right. And, you know, 
So I think it started as a, hey, maybe this could work, which, okay, that's fair enough. But not to say, you know, it's not working. That would have been the thing with integrity to do is say shortly, it's not working. Let's stop this. But it just kept going and kept hurting more people. And let me just tell you, if people in your life feel like they get to weigh in on this topic, tell them, watch this movie, Pray Away on Netflix. You don't get to weigh in to spout an uninformed opinion to me and refuse to be informed. That's not happening. Well, what's 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 amazing in this is that this happened, this Exodus International happened for decades. And the ending of it, the the public revealing that it doesn't work, it's never worked, and it, it causes an incredible damage was almost 10 years ago or more. And there are fresh, brand new, exact same programs happening yeah. out there now, just under different names, things like that. Yeah, it's well, that's what disgusting. I was going to get into. Yeah, that's yeah, right. I'm sorry. Go that's ahead. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's all right. I mean, I was going to say, here, that's the bad thing. <laughs> Here's the bad thing. Like, wasn't that the bad thing? Well, yeah. But this is the sinewy shadows of the bad thing. And that is just what you said, Rob, that it continues today. And you would think that when when they shut Exodus down in 2013 because it doesn't work and they issued apologies for damage that they couldn't fix, that the purveyors of this therapy would say, oh, I guess we were wrong. Okay. No, but instead it slithered off behind closed doors of pastor's offices, as the the writer pointed out, pastors who are not qualified at all and not trained, they're not trained in sexuality, and they have no accountability at all for anything they teach. And it slithered off into church camps designed for this purpose. And, you know, they just create a camp for troubled teens or some such thing because the profitability is still there. And don't misunderstand that this is a business. Escape therapy is a business. You know, yeah, and she, 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 uh, our listener wrote, what's the difference? Is there a difference between it, conversion therapy and this counseling? No, there's, there's not a difference. The difference, no, I mean, there's not, it, it's the right. same awful, dangerous, damaging, deadly, false teaching. Right. And what you need to understand is that, and I applaud and celebrate every conversion therapy ban that, that happens. Yeah. But please, please, please listeners, and please spread this message out there that the vast majority of conversion therapy happens under this, this religious umbrella in, in troubled teen camps and youth, youth programs and, and, and weekend getaways to handle your difficult child, right. that kind of thing. And those, every single one of those are protected. There, there's a religious exemption on every single band that's out there. Yeah. So while we celebrate the fact that professional therapists can no longer do this in areas where they have bans. And we celebrate the fact that those bans bring to light this in some way. Please don't forget that the vast majority of this awful teaching happens under programs that are protected by that religious exemption. So it it's is really the same unconscionable. Thing. That's right. It yeah. Is, yeah. We've, we've not protected our children. We've thrown them under the bus. And get the picture of it, that these parents have been so conditioned against the LGBTQ community that they're willing to do anything to fix their child. I mean, the first fix in quotes, the first question should be, why why would parents send their kids? Well, they don't really understand the damage that's happening. And there mm-hmm. there's abusive damage, isolation in cells, you know, 
physical abuse. Physical abuse. Uh, oh, I don't even want to say yeah. things because it's too triggering. Now, I will say that we share this meme a lot, but we have said for a long time that truly bringing it into this, the way you bring it into this is to convince parents not to send their kids there in yeah. the first place. That it's yeah. so disgusting, that it's so awful, that even if they don't understand and don't agree and think that's a lifestyle, whatever it is, they would never do this kind of thing to their child. Yeah. The parents are willing because they've been so conditioned against having a gay child. They're just terrified of that and they'll do anything. And, and even though these things result in self-hatred, depression, suicidal ideation, that, you know, because that's what happens when authority figures speak as an expert on something in which they're entirely untrained and have no accountability. And these parents will pay thousands of dollars. I mean, tens of thousands and, and up to quote, fix this thing they're terrified of where there's a prophet, there's a profiteer. So anyone listening, please don't dream of sending a human being to a place like this, any kind of camp that, you know, says they help youth live moral lives, anything Approach it with caution. It's a red flag. With suspicion. Talk to kids who have been to the camps and find out exactly what goes on in there. And trust your gut. Don't say, oh, I have no reason to suspect them. Your gut is a reason. Yeah, trust your gut in that. You, yeah. you, if there's any reason to have you wonder, if you ask a question about it or you want clarity and they get offended by that, red flag. Yeah. You know, so if you feel that you want to ask a question, ask it, you know, push them a bit to find out exactly what goes on, what's taught in, in things like these, even summer camps and youth camps and troubled teen camps and all those kind of things. And to be honest, a troubled teen is not going to be helped by a camp. <laughs> okay. I'm speaking out of my depth here, but a Christian camp where they're basically just told more about what the rules are yeah, is not going to get to the place yeah. where it really hurts. Yeah, we've talked about these core things too, that any program that, that focuses, this is in, in general, but any faith, any spiritual walk that focuses on your behavior is missing the... Is missing where the pain is, is and, missing the cause. Yeah, and the point. <laughs> okay, so... Right. What was yes, the next question? I'm about to get to okay. it. Yep. So thank you. And we'll continue with our second question. Again, we hear these from a lot of people. She, she put them all in one email, so we're sharing this one. But Yeah. What is the origin of the religious belief that homosexuality is a, quote, lifestyle choice? And why is that belief so hard for people to let go of? Okay, great that's question. a really great question. The lifestyle choice, the reason you call it a lifestyle choice, I don't know really how it originated exactly, but I do know that the reason you call it that is to reduce it. It's like smoking. You know, it's something containable because if it's choice by golly, then choose differently. Right. And lifestyle. And go just, clean up your room while you're at it. Yeah. The word yeah. lifestyle diminishes what it is, first of all. And the right. word choice gives the false impression that, that you actually that chose you it. You chose it. Yeah. Or, and if you chose it, then you can chose, choose to not. Right. And there are plenty of lifestyles. And it has nothing to do, as um, Peggy Campolo said, you know. What kind of heterosexual lifestyle are you talking to? Talking about is it uh, Madonna or Mother Teresa? Those are both heterosexual but different lifestyle choices. I like Madonna. <laughs> I love Madonna too. I like. Mother she just Teresa has a different. Too. I know she just has a different 
lifestyle choice. Uh, lifestyle choice then, but that's not the same as right. being hetero or being gay. Yeah. Those are not lifestyle choices, mm. period. Okay. But it's powerful marketing <laughs> because it allows you to separate being gay or trans or whatever from the person who is that. But as any gay person will tell you, this is who I am. I can no more be straight than you can be gay, dad. Once you try it for a weekend and see how it works for you. In fact, without even doing anything, dad could just go sit in a coffee shop and just look at men and imagine yep, okay. making one of them his boyfriend, yeah, right? See? Exactly, you, exactly. You can't even really think about it I know, because like, um, it's not who you are. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I wasn't doing that to, yeah, I was just saying, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, if dad can do that, even for a half an hour, then he might be able to say, okay, okay. I see. I see what you're saying, son. You know what? Tell us why is this such an important yeah. thing, this lifestyle choice thing, such an important yeah. thing? Yeah. People love to use this, religious people, and they resist changing it because if this is just who you are, then I guess I will have to rethink my theology. And I don't want to rethink my theology, so you just make a different choice. Yeah. That's the motivation behind it. And conserv- or, or non-affirming Christians are not trained to really think through their theology. They're trained to accept what they're taught. And so they just have to make you change because they're unwilling, Mm -hmm. unable even, to look at their own situation. And they're in an echo chamber where this kind of verbiage is common. So it feels reasonable. But put that religious person out in the wild and see how long they last. That's right. They're in that box and they're going to seal it tight. And in that box, all they hear is the same kind of thing. So. That's right. All right, so let's get on to the next question. Yep. Okay, so the third question here is, why do churches teach man's way versus God's way, which implies superiority by certain religious sects? So we hear that all the time. Well, there's man's way and there's God's way. What's that from? Well, that's a very sneaky way <laughs> to push for your way and pretend it's God's way. It's also like a bit of gaslighting right there. It's either. gaslighting. For sure. A lot what you're experiencing is not really bad. It's just what God it requires of you. I'm not the yeah, bad guy or, here. Or, or that how dare you question your, God. your way, your thoughts are your way, but they're not right. God's way. Right, exactly. But this person that's telling you that is claiming they're God's way. Mm. So they know and you don't is what they're saying. And, you know, so what is God's way? to threaten people, to make them obey, to kick them out if they don't. No, that's man's way. To pull the authority card, tell people they don't measure up, they've got to change and make God happy. No, that's man's way. I've heard those things from people, from Christians, not from God. I don't hear that from God. So what is God's way? It's to love your neighbor. It's to go the extra mile. It's to help the person who's been beaten up without pausing to check their credentials and to see if they're worthy of being helped. It's treating someone the way you want to be treated, Mm. period. That's God's way. Jesus made it very simple. Why do I know it's God's way? Because that's what Jesus showed us time and again. And that's simplicity. You know, I want to make a point of that because I was talking with, I met with a group of dads of LGBTQ kids here in Seattle for coffee the other morning, and that was awesome. Hello, guys. I know you're listening. <laughs> and we talked about this because, you know, the church is very good in this God's way, man's way. In other words, you can't understand it. So just 
don't think about it. And But trust us who do yeah, understand and it. And there's a verse in the Bible that says that the enemy comes against it, the simplicity that is life in Jesus. And I love that. And Jesus modeled and taught that, you know, that this is simple. Love God, love your neighbor. If, if you don't love your neighbor, you're not loving God. If you, it's, That's one in the same. And if you just do that, you everything's fine. That's actually pretty simple. Yeah, Paul know? echoed that too. That's yeah. right. You you owe man, you know, you owe your fellow, your neighbor one thing, and that's to love. And this is simple. And you fulfill the law when you do that. Anyway. This, this is simple. And that's kind of how you can check or do a check there on man's way, God's way. Is it simple or is it not simple? <laughs> yeah. You is know? it doable? Does it require me to sacrifice or to, anyway? Yeah. Okay. Does it love? I mean, does it feel like love? Does it, you know, all those yeah. kind of things. There's, there's things we talked about a lot. So Yeah. And people will stand there and tell you, well, I'm not saying it. God said it. I remember this woman saying that specifically to me. She said, I'm not saying it. God said it. But I saw your lips move. <laughs> I heard the voice come out of your mouth. If it's God saying it, then leave it between me and God. Okay, why are you triangulating? God doesn't need a bouncer. God doesn't need an interpreter. So, you know, you step out of this equation. And as it's been said, if it turns out that God hates all the same people you do, then it's not God you're talking about. That's right. Yeah. Rejecting people we disagree with, that comes very easily to people. That comes very easily to humans. That's what the religious authorities were doing in Jesus' day and every day since, telling people they didn't measure up to God, to what God wants. And why do they do that? Why, well, I'm for their own profit. Yeah, to, but, to maintain their own systems and their power and exactly their control. Exactly right. To keep certain yeah. people in certain boxes and keep them down while other people right. are elevated. Right. right. And Jesus ripped them a new one. Yep. Really, read Matthew 23. That is no joke. Of course you're welcome exactly as you are with no hidden agenda to change you. Not you're welcome as you are and we're going to change you. But you're welcome with no hidden agenda. And, you know, I'm not in charge of your sexuality. Come on in. You know, I haven't experienced what you've been through, but it must be really hard to just be yourself when people reject you for it. Geez, I'd love to hear your story. That's God's way. Why? Because it's exactly what Jesus did and told us to do. Yeah. And I think you know, as as Jesus said to listen to that that still small voice, the spirit will lead you in all truth, your gut, as as we have talked about it. You can try, you know, is it loving? Is it simple? There are certain things that you know in your heart if it feels like it's God's way or not. And trust that, listen to that. So those are three tough questions we hear a lot. And thank you for this this one person who emailed them. Please. Email us your questions and your suggestions about what you want us to answer, talk about on the podcast. You can email us at podcast at freedhearts.org. All this really helps to bring or to get clarity and truth to these things that we so often hear and that are so, so often you know, falsely taught. And it's a great reminder to all of us, to you, that to us, that all of us, that we're good. You're good. You're all good. We're all good. Yeah. You are good. We are beloved. You are beloved. You are not you mean broken. Our listeners who are created in God's image. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. You are not broken and you don't need to change or be fixed. Go love and be loved as you are for who you are. You deserve it. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid? 
someday so i call you up and you call me down would it be okay you've been listening to the freed hearts podcast we have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www dot freedhearts.org just come say hello and if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast things you'd like us to talk about reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org the music is provided by hannah cottrell our daughter the grammy nominated saint sinner and you can find out more about her at hey saint sinner Com. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.